Hi everyone, it's Jace and Jamie from Trail Gorillas, episode number two. And we're just going to be talking for a few minutes about my running background, Jason's running background, and also the Alpine 100 here in Australia, which is uh, nine weeks' time. Okay, so uh, let's get to uh, what was your running background? Uh, running background, I've been running since I was a, you know, a kid, 10 or 11 years old, cross-country in scouts, and at school, represented the school cross-country, and... Um, uh, a young age, I joined the British Army, and uh, uh, obviously physical endurance and hardship were um, part and parcel of your work every day. Uh, and I kept up my um, my running career whilst I was in the forces, and it's been a big part of my life ever since. Um, ultras, my first ultra was back in about ninety four, ninety five. I do have a picture somewhere of me looking a lot, lot younger. It's probably about 25 years old. And it was along the South Downs Way, an 80 miler. It was part of the World Trail Championships. And it looked, from memory, a lot, lot different to what a World Trail Championship would look like today, what we see online. Um, I'm gonna have to dig that, that picture out and show you. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'll put it online, it's quite funny. Um, and then fast forwarding, well, I have to say that that was my First and only, fingers crossed so far, DNF did not finish. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, I was pretty clueless going into it. I wasn't wearing the right kit. Gels really weren't invented in those days. I didn't have a, a torch or a headlamp or anything for the night section. Um, hadn't really trained that much for it. So, uh, yeah, it was quite sobering. So, um, fast forwarding all these years... Uh, the modern day, um, nine weeks time, Alpine 100 down in Falls Creek, uh, and it's part of my part of my um, big strategy, larger larger plan to get into Hard Rock 100. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, over in the US, yes. uh, there, are, there are there are 20 qualifying races around the world um, that you can use as a qualifier. Mm -hmm. The Hard Rock 100 and the Alpine 100 in Australia is the only race uh, as a qualifier that you can use for it. Okay. Uh, so tell them a bit about the Hard Rock 100 miler. Hard Rock 100 is um, a race over in Colorado uh, and um, it's in the San Juan Mountains and it's... Uh, they don't call it um, a race, they call it an endurance run. It's um, traditionally known as hard walk. Yeah. Most people do an awful lot of walking. I think um, there are several mountain passes over 13,000 feet and one over 14,000 feet. Uh, if you go online on YouTube, there's the famous Kroger's Canteen. <laughs> yeah. The only aid station that I know of in the ultra community with a, a waiting list to get on. Oh uh, yeah, there's actually um, Solomon have a video on Kroger's Canteen. It's it's pretty famous and it's a good little film. They uh, they bring out these films like maybe every three to four months. They haven't bring one out for a while though, but they used to, which was awesome. These little yeah. uh, uh, these little Solomon videos. They have like Trail Dog, I think, is one of the videos. They're really They've, well made, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are really professional. So. Um... 
that's the reason why I want to do the Alpine also. Nevertheless, it, it is a, a hard, hard event. Mm -hmm. And they rate it right up the top there in terms of one of the hardest events to do in, in, in Australia. Um, but it's part of my big game plan to get over to Hard Rock. It's going to take me a few years to get in Hard Rock because I think there's only mm, 150 spots. Yep. Yeah. A lot of interest. Um, so going back to the Alpine, that's in nine weeks' time. Um, starts and finishes in Falls Creek. And it takes in uh, quite a few of the biggest mountains, Australian high country, as you would call it, uh, in, uh, in in the Victorian Alps. Yeah. Uh, so tell them a bit about Pole 33 and what it means to you. Pole 333. Okay, poles. There's plenty of poles up there. And the whole point of having a pole or a series of poles is when there's bad weather, lots of snow, you can still follow the trail. So if there's a snow drift, you know, that's two or three foot deep, then you can still see the poles. I mean, they're quite sizable and they're all over six foot tall and they're all numbered and they're all marked on the map. So you can follow the trail um, all the way to where you need to get to. Um, hopefully there will be no snow when I run. There was snow last year when I ran the 100k um, on top of um, Mount Bogong and a couple of other places. It just goes to show, you know, in November there was still snow at the top. During the winter they must have had an awful lot of snow dropped in that region. And I think, um, well, Paul Ashton released a email to all us runners uh, for the event just a couple of weeks ago. And he did say that there was still an awful lot of snow up there. Hopefully most of it's melted by the time I get to run, but we'll see. So going back to pole 333, once you get to this pole, um, you either turn left to carry on for the 100 miler, or you turn right if you're running the 100k and start heading home at Falls Creek. I was down to do the, the 100 miler. Things didn't go right for me on the day. just wasn't my day. And when I got to that, that pole, pole 333, I voted to take the right-hand turn to do a 100k finish. Um, so this year, when I get to pole 333, it's probably going to be a bit of a mental block for me. Um, and I want to be turning left. Yeah, so... Uh... So uh, the actual route for Alpine Challenge yep. for, the, for the 100 miler um, starts at 4.30 in the morning. And I don't know if you're like me, but I never really sleep well before an ultra at, at night. I'm still faffing around with my kit at sort of like 9, 10 o'clock at night. A bit OCD. And then um, I jump into bed, try and get to sleep. I'll probably go into a deep sleep for maybe two or three hours, then I wake up again. It's as if you're going to catch a flight the next day. You never sleep well before you catch a flight in case you miss it, right? I guess it's that anxious thing. So it starts at 4.30, like I said, at Falls Creek, right at the top there, at the ski station. And um, uh, I guess for the first half an hour to an hour, you just head downhill pretty much. You follow the, the, the trail down 
um, down the river. So it's from Falls Creek Village, uh, and then once you hit the bottom, um, then you take a take a couple of traverses through a couple of rivers, and then you then you climb right back up Spion Kopje, and that is a big big climb. And I think um, if I'm right, there are six major climbs in Alpine 100, <laughs> and each of those are about a thousand meters. How much vert is the does the Alpine have all together? Six and a half thousand, I think. Oh shit! Like so that. it's yeah, quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then you make your way up to Warby Corner where there's a checkpoint. From there, you head over to Dwan Spur, um, down to Big River, across Big River. There's a chain yep. there. Um, then you go up to Spur. Then you make your way up to Cleve Cole Hut. Take a big left there. Head over to Mount Bogong, which is one of the highest peaks there. Quartz Ridge, down to Big River again. Uh, last year, it was so hot coming back up from Big River to Tim Spur, that killed me. Yeah. I have to say, that really, really killed me. Then back to Warby Corner again, to the other checkpoint, and then you continue over to Langford's Gap. Um, from there, there's another hut. Then you get to Pole 333. Um, I'll be turning left with a 100 miler there. Dibbin Hut, Swindler's Spur, down to uh, Mount Hotham Road, to the Lock Car Park. Uh, another checkpoint there. Uh, from there, from the car park, Razorback, Bonacord, Spur, to Harrietville. There's some hot food. Then it's night by then. Um, so you're going to be running, I say, the last 70k in the in the dark um, yeah. until it gets, until, obviously, until it gets light. But uh, after you've left Harrietville, Bungalow Spur, Mount Feathertop, which is another another big peak. One of the highest there, Diamantina Spur, Blair's Hut, Western's Hut, back to Pole 333. Mm -hmm. Then you make your way over to Pretty Valley Pondage. And at that point, you've got about 10 k's to go. But just before you finish, Paul's put in a climb up Mount McKay. <laughs> yeah. Nasty little surprise. It's an out and back for Mount McKay. Um, through Jumpstart, then down to Slalom Plaza. And that's where the finish is. Um, so, big day out, big night, and probably the first half of the Sunday morning as well. Okay. That's it wrapped up. Okay, yeah, that's it for this podcast. Uh, you can find, um, we have a Facebook account, Trail Grillers, check that out. And we have a YouTube account. You, you can find the link on the Facebook account. And that's it. Thanks, guys. Okay, see you next time.